Welcome to 15 Minutes of Fangs and Folklore with your host, Matthew Miller. We give you pint-sized, bite-sized pieces of supernatural monster lore, exploring their origins, their history, and their meaning to the human condition. Listen, if you dare. I like to ask different people what they would do in the zombie apocalypse. Some people have a plan, you know. I I know I sure do. Some people have never really thought about it. Those are probably the sane and normal people. But if you listen to this podcast, well, I already know you're neither sane nor normal. You're one of us. So what's your plan for the zombie apocalypse? Who would be in your group? What would your role be? What weapons would you want? What would be the first place you traveled to? Or would you travel How would you get food, water, shelter? I'd love to hear from you and hear about your zombie apocalypse plan, so please go to my YouTube channel, which, by the way, is just under my name, Matthew Miller, and leave a comment under this podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Miller, expert on all things monster and paranormal. I'm a horror writer from the dark and haunted swamps of Louisiana, and it's my pleasure to welcome you into my terrifying world. Please check out my books on Amazon, beginning with Blood Feud, a punk rock vampire story, which is volume one of the Gravediggers series. The Gravediggers are a punk rock band who keep crossing paths with all sorts of dark, evil, nasty creatures. It's horror and comedy in one super entertaining series, and I promise you've never read anything like it before, I guarantee. It's a six-part series. Volume four is coming out any day now, so be sure to read the first three so you'll be up to date with the story. Last time here on 15 Minutes of Fangs and Folklore, we took a look at some ancient beliefs in zombies, at least in uh, zombie-like creatures. I mean, there's some overlap among all undead creatures, right, if we're being honest. Then we examined the Haitian origin of the modern idea of the zombie and looked at some real historical cases of zombieism. By the way, is zombieism a real word? I don't know. If not, then I just coined it. I claim it. In this episode, I want to look at some zombie myths from around the world. I know of no better place to start than China. China, in fact, has tons of zombie lore, so I predict that the bulk of this episode will probably be about the Chinese zombies because of time restraints. I actually lived in mainland China for several years, and I've been traveling there uh, since long before that. I'm a big fan of China for many reasons. Great people, great food, beautiful countryside, just so many neat things about it. The language... One thing I find kind of funny, though, is the Chinese zombie. The Chinese word for zombie is jiangshi. Uh, both characters together, jiangshi mean zombie, but if you translate them individually, by the way, it doesn't always work in Chinese, but in this case it does, they literally mean a stiff corpse, a stiff corpse. The stiff part is important because in China, zombies don't walk or hobble or stumble toward you. Instead, they jump, and I mean like hop. Yep. Body stiff, the arms straight out in front of him, kind of like we imagine, uh, you know, the mummy coming to life with his arms in front of it. They look like that, I mean, in terms of the arms, but they can't walk, they just jump. <laughs> so Chinese zombies are reanimated corpses. 
Uh, their skin and body look, you know, like Western zombies. Um, in the movies, usually, they're not significantly decomposed. They're pale, kind of like a corpse would look in rigor mortis and in pallor mortis, uh, stages of decomposition. In general, Chinese zombie lore, though, they can indeed be significantly decomposed. I've just never seen that in a movie. Chinese zombies are always wearing their formal burial shroud. It happens also to look like uh, court clothing from the Qing dynasty. I don't know if it's meant to be that exactly. Most people think that's what it is. It hops around, usually at night, and it kills people. It steals their qi, meaning their life force. So by taking the life, the life force and the lives of others, they extend their own undead, unlife. Now, Qi uh, Yuan, who is a scholar in Qing Dynasty China, wrote about zombies in a serious manner around the year 1790, Common Era, in his book, okay, let's see if I can pronounce these characters, Lord, Yue Wei Cao Tang Bi Ji. Okay, uh, he wrote that zombies are either a person who died recently coming back to life or a person who died a long time ago but didn't decompose for some reason returning to life. So according to Ji Yuan, how many uh, or how could a person become a zombie? A bunch of different ways. First, he said a sorcerer or a witch could do it on purpose, like resurrect a body, right? Uh, second, a spirit, meaning a non-human, not a ghost, but a spirit from the spirit realm, could possess the corpse. Another way, in the Tao or the Taoist religions, we say. Uh, Apparently, a corpse can somehow absorb life energy from its environment and return as a zombie. I'm not sure I understand that one completely. A person could be so evil that he or she returns as a zombie as a kind of punishment. Another way, if a dead person is not buried, they can be struck by lightning or jumped over by a pregnant cat. No idea where that came from, but they will resurrect as a zombie if not buried properly, or if not buried at all. If a person commits suicide or dies in some horrible, violent way or just wants to be evil, they can return as a zombie. Finally, just like in the Western lore, if a zombie bites you, a Chinese zombie bites a human, you will gradually turn into a zombie. By the way, there are a ton of uh, Chinese zombie movies around. Many of them come from Hong Kong, and if you've never seen one, boy, you are missing out. You need to find one and watch one. Just find it online, Hong Kong zombie movies with subtitles. They're often combined with martial arts and, so and a love story. And they're just they're somehow amazing and hilarious and great and just awful at the same time. It's, it's certainly an experience if you've never seen one. So how do you stop a jiang shir? Well, God, so many possible ways depending on the time period, depending on the area of China. It's a huge country with tons of diversity, right? Let's talk about some of the possible ways to stop one of these hopping zombies. Mirrors, uh, the idea that uh, a mirror... Uh, shows the Jiangshu its own reflection and it hates it. It's kind of the same, a little bit similar to the vampire. Um, also, items, uh, things that are made of peach wood from a peach tree. Not sure why peach tree. A rooster's call because, well, just like the sun rising on a vampire, a rooster's call means that uh, the, the, the day is coming, the sun is rising, and this generally scatters most evil spirits in the legends, in the lore. Uh, jujube, you probably know those seeds. Uh, if you, uh, one of the treatises says, nail seven jujube seeds into the acupuncture points on the back of a corpse, and that will stop it. Fire, you know, fire, <laughs> fire generally uh, destroys all evil things. Hooves of a black donkey, okay. Vinegar, <laughs> there's one. 
Um, the uh, Taoist religion, there's there's a symbol, uh, uh, Bagua, which is like, uh, imagine the yin-yang circle, right? The black and white with some words coming out of each point on it. It's, it's, it's hard, too hard to uh, describe, but it's a possible way. Uh, holy texts, holy texts could be ways. Uh, sticky rice, <laughs> I'll return to that in a moment. Uh, ringing a bell, like a handbell. <clears throat> Chicken blood, or the blood of a black dog. An axe, a broom, holding your breath. <laughs> uh, 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 a holy, uh, well, this is a pretty important, in the movies, this is usually how they stop them. A holy scripture, or a holy spell, written on um, a thin yellow piece of paper and write it in chicken's blood and then just kind of press it against the zombie's forehead and it will freeze. It can't move with that on its forehead. That's how they do it in the movies. Uh, dropping a bag of, listen to this one, dropping a bag of coins can cause the Jiangshu to have to stop and count the coins. That's very similar to the vampire lore in Europe, which says if you have any number of things, grains of rice, mustard seeds, even coins, drop them and it's compelled to stop and count them. That's interesting. Uh, you can uh, use, a, we already mentioned a mirror, a sword charged under moonlight made of Chinese coins can maybe do some damage against the zombie. You can take a small amount of any blood and place it on the creature's forehead. That's kind of contradictory, right? Why do you need the whole holy scripture? Chicken blood, if any blood, will do. And remember, these are just... Um, just many different ways. I mean, China is a huge, diverse country, has a long, thousands of years of history. Every little small town is its own cuisine and legend, so of course there's going to be a lot of them. The sticky rice thing, apparently sticky rice, if you're not familiar, it's we call it also glutinous rice. It's just sticky, right? It's what they make sushi uh, rice with also. You can throw this at the zombie or paste it on the zombie, and the sticky rice, because it's sticky, will draw, draw out the evil. <laughs> okay, there's one for the for the foodies in the in the audience <clears throat> where'd they get this idea of the hopping zombie anyway why don't they stumble like our zombies there's one theory actually i'm not sure if i believe it but see what you think so this is real in china uh, when a person dies most people expect to be taken back to their hometown to be buried there where their family is generations of their family are buried there so they want to be taken back to their hometown this has been this way throughout the history of china and many poor families in China could not afford to hire a, a cart, you know, a horse cart to take their uh, to their dead loved one across the country. So this kind of niche business developed. People would offer to carry the corpses, and I mean literally on themselves, carry them and walk across the land to the hometown to take the corpse to the family. This still costs money, but it was much, much less than hiring transportation, so poor families sometimes could afford this. It's mostly a forgotten practice, but I remember when I lived in China, that was only a few years ago, a case made the news where the police caught a man with a dead body. They thought maybe he had murdered the guy. Turned out the man was a traditional corpse carrier, <laughs> so they let him go. He was actually carrying a corpse across the country. These corpse carriers would ring bells and flash lanterns, tried only to travel at night to warn people that they were coming because... It's considered very bad luck, a bad omen to, to look at a corpse, you know, so people knew to turn away or to get away. Now, one method of carrying several corpses at once was to kind of line them up, imagine like a single file line, and then have a bamboo pole on each side attached either to their shoulder or to their waist. Uh, one living man, the corpse carrier, gets to the front of the poles, another at the back, and they pick them up and they walk. And as they walk, their stride, their gait 
causes the bamboo poles to bounce, and it looks like the corpses are all hopping in unison. So if you see it from far away, you see walking, hopping rather, hopping corpses. This kind of sounds more like an urban myth, uh, you know, a convenient way to explain it away, but who knows, maybe it's true. And the Chinese hopping zombie uh, story, the legend, has indeed found its way to most other Asian countries, especially Southeast Asia. And some of the words in the other language, other Asian languages, are based on clearly sound like jiangshi, you know, in, in whatever, however that's pronounced in that particular language, right? So yeah, the hopping zombie, boy, if you haven't seen a Hong Kong zombie movie, you need to get one. It will be a treat. Trust me, if you like horror movies and just weird movies in general, you're going to love the Hong Kong zombie movies. You got romance, you got uh, fights, you got, you know, kung fu, you got zombies. My God, what more could you ask for? What do you think? Could zombies be real? Do all of these legends come from somewhere? Were they just created, you know, randomly for no reason? I don't think legends are created that way. I think there's a grain of truth in everything, especially a legend as, as universal and as gripping as the zombie legend. So as I predicted, we really would uh, only had time to talk about the Chinese zombies. Next time, we're going to look at some zombies from other countries, and then the final episode of the zombie uh, uh, series We'll be kind of examining the zombie myth, the zombie lore, and seeing why do we have it? What does it mean to us, to mankind? What does it show about a relationship uh, uh, between us and the dead, life and death? You know, the sun and the, the moon, day and the night, living and the dying and the corpses. We'll see. We'll take a look at all that. But tonight, if you see a stiff person hopping in the distance, just stay away. Thanks for listening to 15 Minutes of Fangs and Folklore. Sleep well if you can.